Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Love Gospel Hour. I'm your host, Minister Myrene Wise, and today we'll have a very special guest with us. We're going to have Benji, Minister Benji Allen Griffin, and she's going to share the Word of God with us. Amen. So, with no further ado, let's get our praise on. Oh. 
bless anything that in honor to Jesus Christ for the best of every time. No, all the muscle and all the crew. Remember so the young them know for Jesus Christ. Lift them high. I'm not here for Christ. Boss the place. Boss the place. No, no, no. But yeah. This song right here is dedicated to all my people that felt like giving up and you didn't think you was going to make it. Check it out, y'all. I don't know where you go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up.
Well, amen. God is an awesome God, and today you don't have to give up because God reigns with wisdom, power, and love. Oh! Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be that you love the most
present to you the mighty woman of God, Minister Benji Allen. Amen, amen, amen. Giving all praises, giving all honor and reverence to God, giving thanks for another opportunity to share God's word, and to God's servant, Minister Wise, for being obedient to God and continuing with blogtalkradio.com and offering opportunities to individuals such as myself to spread the word of God. Uh, Today would be my mother's 90th birthday. So happy heavenly birthday, Mom. You will forever be in my heart and my mind. I will forever love you and thank you for loving me. Amen. And here I am again feeling more blessed each time God gives me an opportunity to share his word with you in this manner. So my scripture for this afternoon is a very familiar one. It comes from John 3.16. And it simply says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just love you. We praise you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, to bring your word to your people, Lord. We're asking right now, Lord, that you just bless this time, Father. Uh, Open up the hearts and the minds and the ears of those individuals that may be listening, Lord. Father, I'm just praying that they receive what you would have them to receive. Lord, I'm asking that I am allowed to sit down as you stand up in me, Father, as it's time now for you to speak through me. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. These things I pray in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, do you remember this popular by Dionne Warwick? It said, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. You know, this song is so timeless, and it's perfect for the climate that this world is currently in. You see, we as a people, as a society, show very little love towards one another. There are so many hate groups today. There's so much hate talk. It's just hate, hate, hate. Well, I read a story a few years ago that I wanted to share with you today. You know, there was a little girl who on the way home from church turned to her mother and said, Mommy, the preacher's sermon this morning confused me. The mother said, Oh, why is that, honey? Well, the little girl replied, Well, she said that God is bigger than we are. Is that true? Well, the mother said, Yes, that's true. Well, the pastor also said that God lives within us. Is that true too, Mom? Well, again, the mother replied, yes. Well, said the little girl, if God is bigger than us and he lives in us, wouldn't he show through? Huh. I I think that little girl had it right. If God is truly bigger than us, And if God truly lives within us, then he should show through. So my question to you is, how do you live your life so that God shows through? How do you live your life so that others can see God through you? How do you live your life?
others can see love in you. You know, this love that God has for the world, this soul love, proved very interesting to me. You know, it was so interesting that I decided to look up the word soul. I wanted to gain better understanding. So the Greek word for soul is the adverb putos, which means in this manner. Well, the, the Webster Dictionary describes soul also as an adverb. That means to a great degree, very or extremely, without any doubt. Well, I think that it's pretty deep. This small two-letter word can have such a profound meaning. To know that God loved us in this manner, to a great degree, that he had this extreme love for us. He loved without any doubt that this corrupt world that he gave as a precious gift, his son. He so loved knowing what turmoil his son was going to have to endure. How many of you would give up something or someone so precious knowing that they will endure pain, that they would endure suffering and ridicule? Well, I wonder why God loves us so much. And, and that's why I love that song that uh, Minister Wise uh, played before I started preaching. That Andre Kraut son that said, I, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he did. Some questions don't really need answers. Like, why did my parents love me so much? I don't know. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad they did. God loves us so much just because he does. The scripture says that God gave his love to us while we were yet sinners. He didn't wait until we got it all together. He just loves us. I was speaking to a friend just yesterday about love, and he was talking about what is more important, love or choice. As I thought about it, God placed this on my spirit. Love is a choice and an action verb. You see, God chose to love us and demonstrated this love by sending his, son, his only begotten son to die for our sins. We should choose to love the individuals that we invite into our lives. I hear some say that they fell in love. Well, when you fall in love, that, or when you fall, that is more like an accident. You know, usually something gets broken or bruised. When I slipped and fell out of a van a few years ago, I broke my ankle. I'm still feeling the pain from that fall. When I have fallen in love previously, my heart was broken. My ego got bruised and my spirit was fractured. And I still feel the pain of those falls. We need to choose to fall in love. What I love about the choice to love God is the way he chooses to love us. The love that God shows towards us is that he focuses entirely on us. He focuses entirely on you as long as you allow him, as long as your choice is Jesus. 
his name and he will hear you. You see, when we open up our Bibles and our hearts to listen and to receive his words, we will understand that God really desires to help us. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call to me and I will answer you. God wants to help you even though he knows you so well. He knows the good and the bad. He knows what you need better than you know what you need. The scripture says that he even knows the number of hairs on your head. Wow, that's really knowing you, huh? He will help you to conquer problems as if you are the only person he's listening to today. Remember I said he focuses in on you. 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties, cast all of your cares on him, because he cares for you. God loves you. He cares for you. And he cares for you in such a way that he will stay with you even if you lose your way. Taking your own path over the one God created for you will get you lost. I think of the prodigal son and how he lost his way, how he ended up wallowing with the pigs in the pigsty, and then how when he finally came to himself, his father was patiently waiting for his return. Well, you know, Jesus patiently waits till you place your trust back in him also. He is waiting for your return to him. And I'm so grateful that he remains beside us at every step, just waiting for us to reach up and grab his hand. You see, God does not force his love on us. He just waits for us to accept it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. You see, God sent his son to die for you. Believing in this one single act guarantees us love for eternity. If you don't believe in anything else I have said this afternoon, believe this. Jesus died for you so that you could live forever. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, doesn't matter, whoever believes in him perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't send him in here to condemn you, to put you down. He sent him into the world to save the world through him. You see, God so loved knowing that one of his son's closest followers would betray him. God so loved knowing that one of the beloved disciples would deny him three times. He so loved knowing that they would strip his son of his clothing and put a scarlet robe on him. He so loved knowing that they would put a crown of thorns upon his son's head. 
God so loved, knowing that his son would be spat at and beat, mocked, slapped, punched, whipped, and laughed at. He so loved, knowing that his son would have to carry his cross up Golgotha's hill. So loved, knowing that they would nail his son's hands and feet to that cross. He so loved, knowing that they would pierce his son in his side. God so loved knowing that there would be so little respect for his son that they would cast lots for his garment. God so loved that he allowed his son to give up the ghost on that cross way on Calvary's hill and to be buried in Joseph's new tomb. You see, God also so so loved the world that he knew that Joseph would get his tomb back. He so loved the world that he It didn't matter that Pilate would command that a stone be placed in front of the tomb to seal it or that men would be in place to watch it. The scriptures say that he was buried and that he rose again with all power in his hands on that third day. This this whole love story doesn't end here on this third day. You see, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you and for me. The scripture says, he gave that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Aren't you glad that God is not asking you to so love the world as he did? You see, in Matthew 22, 37 and 39, Jesus tells us what he wants from us. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You see, all he's asking you to do is love him. Believe in him with all your heart, soul, and mind. And to love your neighbor as yourself. He simply wants us to love him and everybody, including ourselves. Spoke about earlier what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I don't think the writers were thinking about God. I, I don't think they thought about the scripture in 1 John 4 and 8 that says, God is love. If so, perhaps what he would have written was, what the world needs now is God, sweet God. Because without God, you have not love. Don't let God's so love story, his extreme love story, uh, his without a doubt love story be in vain. Remember that he loved us in this manner that he gave his son just for you. All you have to do is believe in your heart. Romans 10 and 9 says it this way, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture says thou shalt be saved. Then it goes on, by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. The scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. And I've been on this trip a long time, and I have never been disappointed. What's love got to do with it? Well, let me tell you. First Corinthians, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith 
so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits according to the Bible is God. Having not love is having not God. What's love got to do with it? What's God got to do with it? Everything. Because he gave his everything so you could have life and life more abundantly. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Thank God for that powerful word. I'm 
That's what we come to say this morning. We encourage you. Don't give up on God. No, no. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on you. He's able. You know my past, 
filled up my closet with so many things that I adore But none of these things can bring me peace when tears are falling on the floor So I look up to heaven and ask God where to start Cause the cause of clothes, the fancy things can't bring joy to my
will stand. I want to hear you tell your neighbor, say, if you show love. Get you some of that vitamin D your body needs and 
praise and thank God the rest of this day. You be blessed, and I'm tuning off right now. Amen. Bye-bye.